Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Laura Vandenberg said, Youth is such a fascinating and volatile concoction of vulnerability, dependence, restlessness, relentlessness. You're still learning the terms of the world and of the self in a very immediate way. This is episode 25 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Swish Goswami. This next gentleman, as young as he is, has faced his fair share of challenges and struggles in life. The biggest struggles have come more recently when in the last few years, he's lost loved ones, had his parents divorce, and faced challenges in his entrepreneurial journey. His parents separating hit him the hardest as he never really saw it coming. As hard as it was, he's been able to learn from it and it's made other challenges a bit easier to handle, providing him with the resilience and strength to know that whether you fail in business or life, you can find a way through it. Now, he's the founder of TrueFan, helping companies and influencers realize who their real community and true fans really are. He continues to speak on stages and share his journey to inspire others to chase their dreams and challenge societal norms. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Swish Goswami. Hey, Swish, uh, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. It's uh, really a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I still remember the day I met you a couple of years back at uh, one of the first Toronto LinkedIn locals. And, you know, there was that initial starstruck part of me that was like, wow, I'm actually <laughs> Swish Goswami. And then there was the other part of me once I met you that realized you're really down to earth and and, and really cool guy and you're, you're doing a lot of interesting things and again I appreciate you taking the time to come on no thanks for having me dude it means a lot um and yeah it's crazy how time's flown just from that first time we ever met each other but I'm really really excited awesome thanks so the first question I ask every guest when they come on the podcast is what is your definition of vulnerability so my definition of vulnerability I think is just being honest about not only your successes but your mistakes your failures things that you're not as proud about um, and being willing to share that in as authentic of a way as possible. And by authentic, I mean honest, um, not trying to hold back or being scared of any sort of judgment. And it's hard to do that unless you're put in the right environment, but that's kind of how I, I define that. No, definitely. And I could see that in, in sort of the way that you tell your story when I've seen you speak a few times. And so, I mean, I, I definitely understand what you're saying there about being honest about it and also, you know, being willing to share everything, not just the good parts. Because unfortunately, I think that's what a lot of us try and mm-hmm. do. So, uh, yeah. so, what would you say is your earliest memory of facing something vulnerable or, or going through some sort of struggle in your life? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I'm I'm 22 years old, so I probably haven't faced that many struggles compared to somebody <laughs> who maybe is 35 and 45, but I've definitely had my fair share of um, challenges personally with uh, you know, my parents getting divorced, losing loved ones, um, and then also on the professional side, the struggle of not knowing what I wanted to do, the struggle of starting something from scratch and not really knowing if it's going to work out, the struggle of having failed hires and product delays, it's, it's pretty crazy, so... I think just personally speaking, um, you know, taking all of that into account, um, I really, really, really do think that my biggest struggle to date has probably been on the more personal end. Um, and that's been something that 
I've had to reconcile on my own, just figuring it out and being able to talk to people and have a really good support network to get over. So, I mean, that sort of led into what I was going to ask next, which is like, uh, of all the things that you've, you've been through, was it just that sort of uh, connection with friends or having friends around or people that you can talk to that helped you sort of get through it and overcome it? Or were there other things that, that helped you sort of get through that? Yeah, I mean, mainly friends, obviously, just the people that you put around you, um, because as much as possible, you know, with things like, um, with things like, you know, having parents split up, like, you can't go on YouTube and watch a YouTuber <laughs> talk about that and feel comfortable, you know, I think the cool thing is when I started talking to my friends about that, and when I started just looking around at my network, um, I started realizing how common divorce is, you know, I started realizing how, you know, your mother and your father splitting up is not cheap a very uncommon thing, despite me thinking that I was one of the only people in my friend group that was going through that. I realized that some of my closest friends have gone through that before. And it was great just being able to talk to them and, you know, hear about their experiences going through it. Some of them went through it at a very young age. Some of them went through it during an age around, you know, where I am right now. Um, and just being able to know that somebody else has gone through something that I'm going through just makes you feel more confident about tackling that problem in front of you. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've said this probably on previous episodes, but you know, it's that relatability that I think is what helps a lot of us go through pretty much yeah. anything. I mean, when I got let go from my job a couple of years back and I started sharing a bit about it on LinkedIn, it was meeting other people that had had the same thing happen to them that helped me get past the whole thing of like am i just you know do i just suck or like, <laughs> like what's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's same not the same situation but obviously you know just finding that relatability in others i think is what helps us like you said you know notice that other people go through it and not feel so alone especially when you're going through some of these harder times that are definitely more personal and, and something like that is definitely personal so i'm glad you had the the people around you that's for sure yeah, no, I appreciate that. And again, I'm so indebted to them. Uh, and I think the big part too is LinkedIn as well, man. I think we both have benefited from building a community on LinkedIn, but that community I've noticed isn't just great for our, the professional side. It's actually great for the personal side too. You know, there's some people that I've met at the LinkedIn meetups that we hosted, or there's some people that I communicated with over LinkedIn now and gotten a call with, and they're people that I trusted mentors, both professionally and personally. So I think just having that community, not only around me through school, but having it through a professional network like LinkedIn has just been invaluable. So what, what new strength would you say you came out of from this? Like what new strength did you discover in yourself? Cause obviously from the yeah. sounds of it, when you first found out it was a little bit harder, a little bit tougher to mm-hmm. struggle, but you've mm-hmm. made some, I guess, steps in the right direction, I guess would be the one way to put it since then. And yeah. what strength would you say that it helped you discover? I think there's three strengths that I kind of came away with. One is resilience. Um, the idea that, you know, this is one of the worst things I think that could ever happen to me um, is having a situation like my, my parents splitting up for the reason that they did as well. Um, and so that's being able to kind of make me more tough about problems that are ahead of me to say that, hey, that problem wasn't as bad as the problem I dealt with last year. And I was able to get through that with a smile on my face. I should be able to do the same now. The second thing I think is it brought me a lot closer to my friends. Um, being able to just share what I'm going through and being able to hear what they went through has made me even closer to some of my best friends that I now know even more personally than ever before. And I'm very grateful for that. And I think the final thing that it taught me was really the value of loyalty. 
And if you had to ask me, Swish, what is your number one value that you prioritize when it comes to hiring someone, looking for a friend, or just you know, the, the value that you're the most proud of that you think you exhibit, it's loyalty. You know, if you're somebody that's loyal to me and you are there for me, I will 100% be there for you. And if I'm not, I'll feel ashamed of myself. So understanding loyalty um, is something that I was able to do a lot more after my parents split up. Hmm. Well, that's a, a quite a bit to grab. I mean, like you said a few minutes ago at the beginning of the episode, you know, you're, you're only 22, so you're still quite young. But I mean, for a 22 to, to come out of something like that with those sort of three things that you were able to discover is pretty huge. I mean, uh, you know, I couldn't say that I would go through the same or I would have the same sort of outcome from it. I mean, my own personal marriage, I had some issues last year and I can't say that I can think of three things that I came out of it with. But um, I think sometimes it's it's hard to and I guess you're in the situation compared to sort of looking at it um, from from the outside. But that's a, a solid few things to come out of and, and things that will help. I'm sure there are people that come on and listen uh, to this episode that may be enduring the same thing or, or have gone through it in the past and still trying to figure out figure it out. I, I know one of our close friends, um, Scott Birdie talked about this on his episode as well. So uh, the, this will hopefully be helpful as well uh, to a few others. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, is there any other stories that you'd mind sharing? I, I mean, like I said, I've, I've seen you speak a few times and I know like whether it's, you know, moving from uh, one country to Canada for, I think it was, uh, you, you grew up uh, in Singapore, I believe it was, and then came to um to Alberta, I believe it was. Yep. And so, yep. I mean, I know there was some things with that and just school and so on and so forth, but any other stories that you would mind sharing, I'd, I'd appreciate. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't remember too much, honestly, from the age of like eight to 15. <laughs> that was a really, really quick period of my life, I feel. I actually literally found a video from me in grade four yesterday. I shared it on my story on Instagram. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just like, well, that was me. What the hell? I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I think I think more of the stuff that I remember is kind of in recent time, especially because when you're building a startup too, like Anik and I were reflecting, you know, we're about to hit our two year anniversary, December 7th, and it's felt like 10 years. You know, I had not <laughs> felt like two years of building truth and I feel like I've been doing this my whole life. Um, and I think that's kind of clouded my memory when it comes to like, what was life before truth and I, I don't really remember too much of it. I remember <laughs> definitely being a little scared. Um, a lot of times in high school because my brother was somebody who I greatly looked up to. I still do. He's a genius. He's somebody right now who's clerking for the Supreme Court of Canada under Justice Bella, who's the oldest and most respected judge on the bench. Um, he, in my opinion, is going to be the best lawyer that Canada's ever seen. Um, and so for me, going from high school to university and picking what I wanted to do, um, there was a lot of pressure to not screw up and to live up to whatever path he laid out for me. Uh, and it only kind of took me a bit of time, though, to realize around second year of university that I have my own path, I have my own passions. And if I'm truly going to live up to his you know, character and live up to who he is in his own field, I got to pick my own field. I got to pick you know, something that I know I can dominate in and be the Venu, my brother's name, off blank. And so that's what I did. And when I started going on my own path and started following my own passion, that's, I think, when things clicked. But there was a period from grade 12 to second year where I felt quite lost about what I wanted to do. 
Well, so I mean, yeah, I, I, I can I can sort of relate with the uh, the startup. I mean, I started my own company uh, shortly after I got let go, and I can agree with the whole thing of two years feeling like ten <laughs> because mm-hmm. it does feel feel like forever when you're trying to make something happen, and you know, and and it feels like you get you know ten steps ahead, and then something sort of comes up, and you're like, okay, you got to revert back, and and so I, so I can definitely understand the the struggles of that, and. I mean, comparing yourself to others, uh, I mean, I think we all do that. In your way, it sounds a little healthier because it's your brother and it's really mm-hmm. just your sort of your motivation to make yourself more successful. But I know that a lot of us can just compare ourselves to the people we see on social or even sometimes friends of ours who we think are doing better. I, I mean, I can fully admit that, uh, you know, over the past little year or so, as I've seen you and a few of, of the other friends that I've made uh, through LinkedIn and, and through being on social in the last couple of years, as you've been sort of reaching these milestones and stuff, I'm like, man, I wish I was there too. But at yeah. the same time, I, you know, at the same time, I, I try and use it as, you know, motivation to keep going rather than something to like yeah. make me feel bad about where I'm at. So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. takes time to get there. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, all these things that have happened, whether it's the startup, whether it's your parents splitting up, whatever it might be, how would you, what, what sort of toll would you say that sort of these struggles and, and these vulnerable situations that you've been through have taken on you like emotionally, however, however you sort of want to, I guess, define it. Um, I just want to get an idea of, you know, sort of what sort of place it puts you in, I guess. In terms of after the struggle or during it? Like during it. Yeah. Yeah. More so during it. Um, yeah. Like more, mm-hmm. more so as you were going through it, as you were, you know, like, did it affect other things that were going on in your life or were you able to sort of separate the two? Like just sort of yeah, an man. idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So last year to give context, like March was kind of when my parents split up. Um, a month after that, my grandfather passed away. And then two months after that, one of my friends uh, committed suicide. And he was a U of T student. Uh, it was a big case because of the fact that he um, had exhibited signs of depression and the university did nothing to help him out. Um, and so initially when it came to my parents splitting up, that was already hard enough. Um, just in the manner that they were splitting up wasn't particularly am- amicable. Um, and so it did put a lot of stress on me and my brother. And we wanted to focus on work. Um, we had a lot of work to really focus on, but it was a little hard to disassociate it entirely when you come home at night and you're talking to your mother and she's crying or she's not feeling so great about whatever's happening in her life. That obviously will affect you. Um, and it affects you throughout the day as well. When you're texting her, it, you know, even when you wake up and you say good morning, the way that she says good morning is going to change and that'll affect you right from the beginning. Um, when the grandfather passed away, that was even worse because again, my mom, that was on my mom's side. It was my mom, dad. Um, that's another big blow to her. And anytime my mom is feeling bad, I feel bad um, just because of how much I care for her. And then when my friend, you know, passed away, I, I pretty much reached a near like breaking point in the sense of um, it got to the point where I started really thinking like, all right, you know, what's happening? Like, how do I control any of this because it seemed so out of my control and to an extent it was but I started realizing that I needed a to take a break that if I was working that hard um last year then I probably should take off like maybe five six days and just chill and that was great because actually at the time we were even in Vancouver so we had the luxury of doing that where we could go to Whistler or we could go and hang out and be in nature and that was great but B, I started realizing that I need to start connecting with my friends and telling them what's going on. Because if I'm just alone with my thoughts, 
uh, I'm going to go crazy. So I think that was nearly the, the only time where I kind of look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was in a very, very bad place. For the most part, you know, I think 95% of my year is always made up of me just smiling and taking things in a very chill way. Um, but sometimes when things do come up, it's hard to, to turn an eye and be like, all right, it's going to be fine. No, for sure. I mean, so the one thing I was, I, I, I don't know if I completely heard it there or, but so I, I know when, when I had my grandfather pass away a couple of years ago, he was somebody who was really close to me, really influential on my life. And I noticed that after it happened, there was things that I didn't want to necessarily deal with or acknowledge. And so I found other ways of distracting myself, whether it was, you know, my business or whether it was uh, some extracurricular activities. Um, you know, I just found that there was things I was doing to distract it rather than actually just trying to grieve the process or, yeah. or grieve, you know, grieve right. the loss. Sorry, not grieve the process, grieve the loss. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I don't yeah. know if that's something that you found yourself doing until you hit that point where you realized, you know. Totally, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I was so ignorant. I was in a sense of like, I just, I was just like, all right, it's a bad thing that happened, but I can shrug it off and move on. But sometimes you kind of have to confront things. And that's actually why I think therapy is so important. Um, I never, I've never done it. Um, I hope I will never have to do it, knock on wood. But that being said, I think therapy can actually be great because sometimes it makes people face problems that they were ignoring or that they weren't even acknowledging. And that's great. Yeah, I'm again, I couldn't agree. I mean, what I found for myself personally, just going through a couple of things that I've gone through, whether it's loss or, you know, my marriage sort of falling apart. The biggest thing Mm -hmm. I could say is communication. Um, You know, you have to but yeah, it has to be like, very open communication, you can't it can't just be like, giving people like, you know, 50% of the story and then keeping the rest of it. And that sort of touches on what you're talking about when it comes to therapy, You, you have to be willing to open up and have those deeper conversations with people. Um, which can be therapeutic in their own. And then the other thing that I found that's helping me more recently is is meditation, um, just in terms of being able to get better control over my emotions and stuff. So I can definitely relate with what you're saying in terms of therapy. I, I haven't done it myself, but I do have friends and family that have, and I've seen you know major, major changes in the way that they um, act, the way that they react, uh, how they handle problems and so on. So I can definitely agree with you that it, it does help because I've seen it, you know, firsthand. Mm-hmm. I, have, I haven't been either, but I've seen it firsthand. So um, would definitely yeah. second that point. And if anybody does need it, you know, there's a lot of ways now, whether it's an app or even mm-hmm. uh, what, I, what I, a lot of people don't realize is if you have like a, a 40 hour a week job with a, a fairly, you know, successful company and you have benefits, benefits include something called EAP, which is employee assistance. And that's an easy way to sort of get started at least. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> but I just wanted to bring up that point because if, you know, if that's something you're talking about, I think it's something other people should be aware of. So, um, so everything that you've, you've been through in your lifetime that you're, you've taught, you've shared so far today, how would you say it's helped you get to where you're at right now with TrueFan? with your career, with your speaking career, with everything in life, how would you say all of it's helped you um, get there? Yeah, I mean, obviously not all of it is, is conclusively helpful right now. Some of mm-hmm. it could be helpful later on, but I think it's cleared my mind. It's allowed me to think very, very clearly about my goals, what I want from life and who I want to work with. Um, so yeah, like definitely I think from my perspective right now, it's definitely made my co-founder Onik and I a lot closer. Both of us actually have gone through very similar things in life. Um, and we're brothers and I think we're more brothers than ever before because we're very willing to share things that we've gone through and, and struggles that we've had thus far. Um, that being said, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like I'll only know when I'm 30 or 40, how these things really affected me. 
And what I mean by that is, you know, I hope that one day I can look back and, and I can be proud about what I've done uh, and know that no matter what came up in my way, I was able to get over it. And obviously I can't take credit for that on my own because I bet it's also going to be the help of other people that got me through it. But that's something that I'm looking forward to. Hopefully when I'm 35 and 40 and you ask me that question, I'll be like, yep, you know what? I was able to get through that. And it was something that I can be proud about. No, definitely. And, and completely understandable. I mean, I, I, I understand the point of, of age. And I also think that sometimes I, I, I mean, for me, I'm 33 and I still can't say that I figured it all out, <laughs> that I'm happy about everything uh, throughout the last 33 years. But the one thing I've realized is that no matter what age you are, it's still just a number. And, and it's more of just when you're ready to, to make those changes or to, to do the things you want or whatever it is, it's really just a matter of, of you going out and doing it and making it happen. Yeah. And I mean, the good thing is for you, I think, is that you found out a little bit sooner. I feel like at, you're at 22, I'm at 33, and we're sort of at the same part of our life figuring out what we want to do. But unfortunately, you have a 10-year, well, I mean, fortunate for you, you have a, a sort of a 10-year, um, uh, what would you call it? Um, I don't even, can't even think of the word I'm looking for, but you have a 10-year window. Advan- yeah, window yeah. advantage, whatever yeah. it might be. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely... I think it'll be interesting too. And hopefully I still have this podcast going on in, you know, eight more years or so, and we can get on and I can ask that question again. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So w- would you say at this point um, with everything you've got going on that you found success and fulfillment in your life or that you're still on your, your journey towards that? I think I have. Um, and I think I, I will, as long as I'm working on projects that excite me and I'm working on those projects with people that make me feel happy. Than 100%, you know, and I think right now that can't be more true. Uh, I love my team. I love what I'm doing. I can see where it's leading to. Um, I have ideas of what I want to do next. Um, I live in a city that I can comfortably call home. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm blessed. There's nothing that I'm complaining about, really. Um, if anything, I always just, I'm a little hard on myself because I always feel like I should be moving faster than I am. But, you know, that's just me sometimes. I'm just an idiot that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we all sort of do that. Like I said, it's just, but it's, it's more of what I found, at least in the last little while, it's trying to focus as much as possible on what's going on right now rather than what could be or what should be. Because unfortunately, that can tend you into a, a spiral. And I can tell you, you know, in the past, that would have sent me toward, you know, in a, in a spiral that probably would have lasted days, whereas now it might be, you know, minutes or hours, which is a lot better, obviously. Um, but the one thing I, I, I did hear you say there and that I think is important is when you talked about, you know, how happy you feel. And that's sort of what makes you sort of realize that, success and fulfillment is in your life again bringing up our our good friend scott birdie his sort of definition of success is that happiness equals success not the other way around and so i I feel like you know you're sort of sharing that same point which is key because i think a lot of people look at success as you know i've made a certain amount of money or i've i've reached a certain plateau in my life or i drive a certain car or whatever it might be and unfortunately i mean for me at least i realized that that really has nothing to do with success although it might come with it down the road it doesn't really have anything to do with what success actually is. And so I'm just glad that you sort of share that opinion because, uh, you know, I, the one thing I, I don't want to say I can't stand, but the one thing that's, you know, hard to look at sometimes is when you're on like Instagram and you see these people that are just showing flashy pictures of this and that to make it sort of, you know, this is success. And I think that leads a lot of people down the wrong path, unfortunately. But again, my, my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. That's, I agree with that opinion, honestly. Uh, so we're down to the, the, the last couple of questions here. 
Um, the, well, one's a question, one's more of just an opportunity for you to talk a little bit more about what you're up to. But uh, so the last question, I guess, would be uh, what if you could give people three key takeaways from your life, your journey? I mean, I think you touched on them a bit when you talked about the new strengths that you discovered. But if there's three key takeaways that you can give to people that are you know, going through their own struggles, their own vulnerabilities in their life that they could listen to and come away from this episode with that might help them start their journey. Um, what what would you say those three key takeaways would be? Yeah, I think A, just know that you're not alone. Um, anytime you go through a problem, try to find a community that can relate to it. And that's the best way, in my opinion, to get over it. Um, secondly, uh, please, 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 please um, try to put your problems in perspective. That's one thing that I definitely do. Um, sometimes I actually call my mom and I complain about how busy I am and everything about my day. And I tell her like, oh my God, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And then she tells me all of the things that she's going through and it just makes my problems look so small. <laughs> so, you know, keep your problems in perspective. And I think that's a great thing to do. Obviously acknowledge them, but keep them in perspective. And the final thing is don't rush, you know, the process of healing. Uh, that's actually something that I think is very important. Um, as much as possible, know that the healing process will take time. Uh, and if you have a incident that happened in your life, don't think that it's going to take one week or one month even to get over it. Um, if you try to put the healing process under a time bomb, it'll blow up in your face. Oh, that's, uh, uh, those are some key takeaways, definitely without a doubt. I mean, I, I've experienced a couple the last one on my own and trying to rush things. Like I just talked about a few minutes ago with my, my grandfather's passing. And when I actually took the time to deal with it, it helped a lot. And then in terms of your perspective, when you're, you're talking about your, the keeping perspective on your, your problems or your struggles. Um, one thing that's helped me with that without a doubt is having gratitude. Uh, just the daily practice of gratitude has helped me sort of realize when I think things are bad, if I just look at all the great things and all the things I'm grateful for in my life, it sort of makes me realize that nothing's really as bad as I might <laughs> think it is. So um, yeah. definitely those, those are some some helpful points. So again, the last part here is really just an opportunity um, for my guests to sort of promote or, or whatever they talk about, things that they've got going on uh, to let other people know, to let listeners know. So the floor is yours. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, true fan, obviously we're going through some pretty exciting things right now. We're going to be acquiring a company in mid November. Um, and we're excited to be servicing now, um, quite a few clients in various categories and helping them find their soft fans and really, really helping them take their audience, manage them, reward them and be able to get the most value out of them. So that's just the biggest thing. If you're interested as both a small business or a bigger business, or you're an individual that wants to be able to see your top fans on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, feel free to reach out. Perfect. And then if people wanted to get in touch with you on social, what's uh, the best way? I mean, I connected with you on LinkedIn, but I don't know if that's your preferred platform anymore or, uh, but yeah, which way would you say people would have the best way of getting in touch with you if they wanted best, to reach out? Yeah. The best way I think is Twitter. Um, okay. at oh. GoSwish, G-O-S-W-I-S-H. Um, I'm not that flooded with messages, honestly, on that <laughs> platform. But um, but yeah, LinkedIn also, I mean, I do check my inbox occasionally. So if you'd like to reach out to me over LinkedIn, feel free to do that. It's just Swish Goswami, S-W-I-S-H and G-O-S-W-A-M-I. 
Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll link that up in, in the show notes and I'll even link up your Instagram, but I, I kind of, uh, on the other side here, I was like, really Twitter? <laughs> because yeah, you don't, Twitter? you don't hear much about it anymore, but, yeah. <laughs> but good to know. Good to know. Definitely. All right, man. Well, again, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate you uh, taking the time and sharing so openly. I mean, uh, you know, just being friends with you, I know that uh, you've gone through a few of these things in the last uh, couple of years, and I'm glad that you're coming out of it strong and that, you're able to uh, to continue moving forward with True Fan and everything else you got going on, as I might have said at the beginning. And if I didn't, I'll say it now. You constantly inspired me, man. Uh, you know, just seeing, you know, being able to speak next to you a couple of years ago, and and with me wanting to become a speaker uh, in the future and everything. It's just great to see everything that you're doing, and and I'm really appreciative of not only you coming on, but your friendship as well. So thanks again. No, thank you again, and I appreciate it a lot, Brian. Um, I know we've we've definitely been due for for catching up in person as well, so I'm looking forward to doing that. But uh, but more than anything, your friendship and just you starting a podcast like this it's so on brand because I feel like you as a person are are very reflective and you care a lot about your community. So this is awesome. Thanks so much for for doing this and just the way that you ask these questions and moderated the whole conversation too. It's amazing. So thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.